Welcome to the Thrill of Driving podcast, the first one for 2022. Now, we did a one in December and we promised you that if a lot of you write back and give us your feedback and comments, we will be back with a podcast. And a lot of you guys came in with a lot of positive comments on the last podcast. That one was on Motorsport. But this, the first one of 2022, is going to be on the best cars that we've driven in 21. Now, since there are a lot of cars, Okay, and Adil Jal Darukhanawala, the boss man, is back in the studio with us. Now, since there are a lot of cars, we're going to be splitting this up. So, we're going to be doing it in three parts. This podcast is going to be on hatchbacks, on compact cars, and on sedans. Then, we're going to talk about SUVs, and SUVs is going to be a big really one. big, big podcast one. because a lot of SUVs were launched. And then, we're going to dive into the premium cars, the premium sedans, and the premium SUVs. So, without further ado, Adil, Welcome back to Thank the you. podcast and let's start with the hatchbacks. Now, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven listed down, but there is only one all new hatchback that was launched in 2021 and that was a Maruti, the Silerio. You drove it. We both drove it. In fact, it was in Udaipur, if I remember right. What were your first impressions on the Silerio? It is typically Maruti. Small, compact, very light, built for just one application. Sell cheap, give quite a lot of efficiency to the owner. And let's hope and pray the owner doesn't crash the car. Okay, <laughs> okay so we've gone right into it. Other right. Than no preamble, nothing, just dive straight into it. So, okay. so in, in that sort of sense, uh, but all Maruti cars come with that ethos, mm. 90% of them. And uh, I think it's a very thin line for a car maker to what you call try to see what all he is trying to deliver at what price point. Mm -hmm. So in that sort of sense, still most Indians rule with their pockets, not with their minds or hearts. Some with their heart, very few with their minds. So in that sort of sense, it gives a lot of fuel for the likes of Maruti to push the volumes through. So. Maybe I think it's time for authorities to talk and mandate that. But as far as possible here, when we look at the Celerio, it's a fabulous city car. It does everything expected of it. Definitely a quantum jump over the Alto or the 800s and whatnot. And I think it really is absolutely suitable for modern day India, which borders at about 35-40 kilometers per hour in our Indian cities and traffic. That's a good point because mm. this drive was in Udaipur and when I drove it, mm. it was mostly within Udaipur city, which yes. is congested like a typical Indian Absolutely. city. And at the slow speeds, what struck me was first the space inside. Now, this is a small car, but the amount of space they inside... They have learned from the Tata Nano. Yeah, but it is <laughs> really yeah, impressive absolutely. the amount of space that they've true, liberated true. inside the car. And at those slow speeds, that engine, all Maruti engines, in fact, the Suzuki engines, yeah, mechanicals, so smooth, you, you, you so cannot refined. fault Maruti on the mechanicals, the refinement there. It is a question about, and uh, once you make an engine uh, or a drivetrain, it gets used in so many of their other models mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. So you amortize that over many models. And but also it, the efficiency, yeah, the most yeah, efficient. Absolutely, car. absolutely. But then it's the sheet metal mm -hmm. which really costs money for a manufacturer. Mm -hmm. That Maruti would like to be as cost efficient for itself as possible. Mm -hmm. And that's where the eternal conundrum lies. Yeah. But let's not get into that. Let's get into as far as 
in town is concerned, the Celerio makes a compelling statement. Yeah, and over small undulations, the ride quality is also very good. Maruti are not focusing on handling with the car. And they the handling never, is not a strong is not a strong suit of the yes, Celerio. So we won't even go there. Hmm. Uh, safe to say, it just it understeers. There is a fair bit of body roll. But the ride quality at low speeds is good. Efficiency, very good. Very refined engine, very smooth. Uh, styling is personal. Now what yeah, I like, sure. somebody else might not like. Sure. So let's not go into styling. But styling also decide. has never been Maruti. The strong point either. Yeah, I, that yeah, also is yeah, one aspect of the club. That's also okay. there. So overall, for hmm. the target audience, I think the Celerio it does the job. Uh, could it have done more? Of the, course, it could have done more. But the most appealing thing of the Celerio is its price tag, and is that's where tag. that's yeah. where they are really making it very appealing while cutting all the frills on all the other sides uh, massively. You know. Uh, before we ended the year, I must mm. point out that I actually took an Alto. Now, there was nothing new in the Alto. Mm. But we did this story on recreating my very first raid. Mm. The 2013 raid, there should be a picture somewhere behind mm. up, right on top over yep. there. So, my first rally was in 2013, 2003, what am I saying? 2003, yeah. Not 2003 with the Alto on the raid, which we won overall. And we took the Alto to recreate that route. It's, I think, maybe a decade since I last drove that Alto. And honestly, Adil, driving that Alto, I was hugely impressed. In the hills, the Alto is a little red Ferrari. Absolutely. There is nothing faster than it. It's very agile. So One agile, of the key things is so it's very small, agile. So compact. Yeah. It also gives you the confidence. Uh, the steering does not feel too light. Uh, it is responsive. The engine, it's so talky. Small little 800cc engine, but it's so talky. It's so grunty up the hills. It doesn't lose any power when you're it, up it at high altitudes. BS4 version, which you No, no, no. It was the BS6. It <laughs> was the current. It was the new okay, car. Okay. Uh, it really, it was a mountain goat. And the okay. whole story is, yeah. uh, the whole story is titled Mountain Goat. It's going to be the lead package of the Jan issue of okay. Evo. We were talking about 10 great adventures hmm. and we're going to drop a really beautiful video. I haven't seen a more beautiful video on the Alto anywhere. So that'll be on the Evo India YouTube channel. You should check it out. So that's on the Alto that I drove. But we've got a lot more hatchbacks on our list. Let's start with the i20 N-Line. Now, this that is my car for the year, actually speaking in this segment. Uh, I completely it, agree it, with you. It, it is my car of the year. I completely agree with you. Again, in December, the last week of December, we took the I-20 N-Line mm -hmm. and we drove down to Coimbatore. We did the first laps of the coast circuit, the newly, mm -hmm. that upcoming circuit mm -hmm. in Coimbatore, what mm -hmm. is said to be India's fourth racetrack. Mm -hmm. uh, it is obviously all dirt now. The asphalting still has to be done. Uh, we should talk about the coast circuit later on. Mm -hmm. I thought, fantastic. Huh? Smooth, flowing, wide, 15 meters on the straight, 12 meters on the corners, tons of overtaking opportunities designed by guys like Naren Karthikeyan, Arjun Balu, hardcore racers. They want to recreate the old school racetracks that they grew up on, they cut their teeth on. So it will be challenging, but with tarmac runoff, so no worry about going and smashing into tire barriers. <laughs> the challenge, in fact, the biggest challenge that they're facing is not setting up the circuit, it is finding enough tires to line up the crash barriers. They right. need I think 6,900 Haven't they gone to JK barriers. or MRF as yet? I don't think they make that many used tires. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are coming back to the I-20 yeah, line. Yeah. Now, the changes to that hmm. are not that much over a regular I-20. The dampers are 30% stiffer. The steering is slightly stiffer. The exhaust is slightly sportier. But all those small yeah, changes... This is where I always believe that so many manufacturers have missed this small trick. It is incrementally a little bit more to uh, exponentially enhance the pleasure. Mm. And that is what Hyundai has done with the I-Line, uh, N-Line. And we, honestly speaking, the N-Line is 
if you see it from the European point of view, it is like Hyundai's way of trying to go the Mercedes AMG way. Yes. Here, everyone thought it would be a lipstick job. Mm. But it's not just a lipstick job. It is more than that. Dampers cannot be a lipstick job. Mm -hmm. The Rorty exhaust cannot be like that. Yeah, yeah. And plus, there, and I think that there is also a thing where the way she accelerates out and mm. you give... She's taught, she has got really great feel. I think that really does enhance. And every accent within the cabin is very tastefully crafted. Yeah, that little lipstick yeah. that they put on the exterior yeah, and yeah. the interior. It's, it's not garish. No, it it's is not. not out it's, of place. It's it just not. enhances Absolutely. that overall experience. And I'll tell you one thing. I have been telling this to so many manufacturers. And in fact, we made a headway with uh, Maruti maybe more, more than about... 20 years ago when we told them that you had the original Zen, you were selling a three-door Zen abroad mm. and some of the product planners there like Abhik Chattopadhyay and all that, they really worked on that but they never really went beyond it. They made it because the three-door, uh, three-body, three-door shell was already being made in India and it was exported. I think just to keep internal voices satisfied, they made thousand units of mm. each. Mm. But they never gave it everything. They could have given it the same thing like the N-Line has got. Yes. Small stuff. Yes. They never did that. And I think that's a gross, gross miscalculation. I think Maruti as a leader should be a leader in the mind as well. She's only been a leader with volumes. Yeah, I think uh, if they just bring the Jimny back, that will do so much to enhance that hero appeal of going to a Maruti showroom. Uh, have that hero car there. The Jimny, we've been saying it for how long? But they have been, but they have been really reevaluating whether they have that price proposition correct for India. Mm. And I think that is what is the hesitation with which they still need, they can make a Jimny for Europe. Mm. They will have to re-engineer that for India. And the Celerio again comes in mind when they put yeah, across. If the Thar is selling so well, there are so many enthusiasts who are now willing to spend for. They don't just want a practical car. They want something that is cooler. That's I think, that I, think I, I, I heard a lot of uh, people talking on a lot of forums and whatnot. First thing they said, we want a four door Jimny. Two door se kya hoga India? Mein? Yeah. When you have that, you need to have real conviction within you, you know. Yeah, a two-door will work. And it has to... Don't say that this is going to be just your everyday commute. Think of it as a very pleasurable, performance-oriented commute. Yeah. You well, have a Thar. Yeah. I've got a Thar. I use a Thar daily. It is my daily driver. I have no problems with a three-door car. Absolutely no, no problem. No problem. No so problem. It's, it's fine. And today, I think with this whole, what the pandemic has taught us is that, no, you live for the now. And plus, since you're not traveling anywhere, you're now traveling in your cars. You're not flying abroad. Sure. You're driving around. So you want to spend cars that you actually enjoy driving, like the N-Line, like a Thar, like the Jimny, if at all, and if ever it comes. I think it's going to come this year, no? <laughs> Let's ask Maruti that and they can write into us, they know our emails and they also know our mobile numbers. And similar to the Jimny, yeah. there's also the Hilux. Again, I think two years, three years, we've been saying that, okay, this year the Hilux is going to come, this year the Hilux is going to come. Now we got some spy I, I, pictures. I, 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 of think, it, uh, I, I think there's more chance of the Hilux coming in quicker than <laughs> the Jimny. But yes, again, in that sort of sense, we're talking of 
small cars and what not maruti needs to up its act over mm-hmm. there so uh, what i was getting at was that we got some spy pictures of the hilux that was being photographed at uh, gurgaon in some uh, some uh, uh, what electronic studio whatever they have mm-hmm. over there mm-hmm. in a fancy city kind of mm-hmm. uh, backdrop and asked the question that why they're not doing that in ladakh but then somebody mm-hmm. replied saying that they've already done it in ladakh mm-hmm. so this is part of that you no know, outdoor yes, indoor appeal yes, and everything yes, so yes. the hilux i think is coming i think it'll be priced little frightfully expensive uh, considering where the fortuner is at and considering that people still don't seem to mind and they are willing to spend that kind of prices on a fortuner so the hilux is going to be expensive is not going to be let's a d-max let's talk about the hi- hilux and the d-max and fortuner when we get to that okay. in the next episode moving on <laughs> uh, the ultros i turbo now the ultros is not all new uh, it was launched 2 years ago it was in fact launched pre pandemic we drove it in jaisalmer uh, we all loved the ultros except for the fact that it didn't really have a very punchy engine the diesel in fact was better than the petrol because the in diesel fact, performed in, better in fact if i may say so it still doesn't have the engine which uh, what it should have uh, first and foremost again like i said tata motors needs to get its mind thinking correct on the power plants mm. the altros or the nexon or the tiago and the tigor great cars they've been let down by thinking too conservative on the engines mm. you should never have gone for a 1.2 liter petrol when the thing was open to you for a 1.4 or a 1.5 and it would have given you even better fuel efficiency than mm. try to constrict this thing i think uh, one key thing which has happened is uh, given the architecture the design of these cars they are looks smashing uh they have had a lot of issues in trying to fit a larger a box within uh, the car okay so that really constricts performance mm-hmm. and uh, on top of it they had the uh, turbo version this time i also feel here again don't take the very cheap approach to a what do you call uh, one fixed uh, uh, wastegate sort of turbocharger why don't you get a vgt a variable mm. geometry turbo mm. which really enhances so i think you have the great hardware and then you put a insipid piece mm. of uh, additional thing on that to enhance it doesn't work you mm. need to what you call configure and go with confidence don't go i think the altros has been even with the turbo i still feel that uh, there still remains a lot to be done it doesn't feel as punchy as the turbo it engine. does uh, again it's, no uh, again uh, it's not about just that they also are aware that they have got a very heavy car to move mm. and that's where you don't it's like this everyone uh, when india were uh, in the 80s 90s where fuel efficiency was everyone thought the lunas and the tvs was the best thing to happen <laughs> that on a uh, single liter of petrol you could do 50 60 mm. kilometers per mm. liter mm. you can do it with that spindly bicycle frame sort of thing with 50 cc but you can't do that with a 100 cc mm. or a 75 cc mm. so what i'm saying is don't please go today with just a fixed small cubic capacity uh, displacement and try to make it go the distance and try to do too many things it will not happen and but one thing that we have to talk about and a highlight of 21 was how tata motors really up their game in terms of volume in fact in december they were the second largest car manufacturer but or at least they sold the, the second the largest number of cars this, this was always there for them to do thankfully it's like this i i there's a saying 
that when you're pushed to the uh, to the wall with the back to the wall is when you grow spine i don't know whether spine has grown or not but tata motors has learned to hit back yeah so maybe that is a good sign it's a very welcome sign i, yeah. I as a proud indian and a one who's cut his teeth with tata motors 40 years ago 50 years i think it's really great but they need to do more they need to envisage trends which are just about 5 years down the line or whatever they have to be prepared now for that True. they cannot yeah. start working at that point in time plus also i still feel a lot of the communication is very iffy <laughs> trust me across over there is very iffy uh there's a groundswell of uh real passion for the brand mm. amongst majority of indians but they cannot communicate to that majority in the way the majority which will endear mm. uh, the majority mm. to them that mm. is where i think they are missing a trick or mm. two you know uh, so the friends of ours on the other side of the fence if you need any uh, consultancy come to us it's on us no worries <laughs> <laughs> no but for any indian manufacturer it it is on because at the end of the day uh, a nation uh, two indian companies are the only bulwarks against all the multinationals yes, yeah. so don't we don't you think that we need to what you call uh, ensure that these guys really get at least a little bit more support mentally morally from us to what you call 100%. do that and i think the products that are mm-hmm. coming out from tata motors now from mahindra and mahindra yeah, they absolutely are, they are up there they are up there they're, they're the right there they're the right, right there so except, a little bit more except, juice in tata not, engines not, not just that I think they have to make their cars desirable. Mm, mm. That Tata badge mm. has to what do you call attain some gravitas. Mm. So, but there is no gravitas. It's called the safari. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. Let's not get there. Side is <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it needs that gravitas. It needs to become real desirable. You know. Yeah. So I personally think Tata Motors turnaround in Absolutely. 2021 is, is a big is a big is a big point of 2021. It's very good and I hope and uh, hope that they are really pull off on this and Shrish one and, thing very important it's not just about us think about those 4 5000 employees of Tata Motors and the vendors and, and the vendors. suppliers. So for a long time they have only been doing their thing suddenly mm-hmm. it's good and it's pride no uh, absolutely yeah. that's what i mean yeah. if you get instill that thing that yeah. they see their efforts are bearing some fruit yeah. Yeah. and they are being spoken of in a positive yeah. way yeah. i think it's a wonderful th- feeling you know yeah so well done tata motors moving on the maruti suzuki swift now you will ask what is new and i will tell you what is new there was a slight facelift there was a little more chrome and the 1.2 engine it got uh, uh, variable valve timing so it's got the dual jet engine I think the Swift is still one of the nicest cars in Maruti Suzuki's lineup. Personally, Absolutely. I think it's a Absolutely. better car than the Berlino. It for was instance. more European than anyone else. True. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and this engine, it gives us a little bit more performance, little bit better fuel efficiency. So, very incremental benefits, but it still sells like the proverbial hotcake. So, I guess. I, I think again, uh, it's a brand, uh, yeah. the Swift. Now, I'm talking about yeah. not talking Maruti. The Swift has. really done very well it's really etched a place in the indian motorist psyche mm. and anything which happens that from one generation to the other, to the other the swift has maintained that yeah, so yeah. that is very vital you know yeah so it's a good thing that maruti has not 
turn the swift upside down like they did the original zen and the snakes uh, oh yeah, yeah. so that that so, thankfully so, that has happened across so the world others talking about the zen and the zen estilo yeah. and the zen estilo was a wagner facelift yes, in japan yes. and that killed the brand that, that killed, killed the, the zen name yeah yeah honestly yeah. The, the zen was a car that i grew up with yeah. and that just killed the zen nameplate for everybody so sometimes you turn lucky <laughs> you, <laughs> you stick to your knitting yeah. and that's what they did over here uh, the Tata Tiago NRG. Well, this is a lipstick job. So, yes. Adil, do you want to talk about it? Uh, it, it? See, this they had to do to freshen up the yeah, things and uh, whatnot. I said, the Tiago is a great car. Mm. It Like all the other Tata cars, it now needs a punchier engine. Mm. That's all. The only one thing which is there is that, you know. Yeah, we'll talk about the punch in a mm. bit. Yeah. Uh, the Ford Figo Automatic. I don't know why we're even talking about this because there is no Ford. That was another big story of 2021. What a shame. But Ford, uh, from day one when they came to India, I never thought much of them because they came with an arrogance beyond belief. They would say, we know, what, we are Ford, we know what is best for you. I don't think they knew what was best for them. Forget about being best for India. And the few times they had good stuff, like the Figo, for instance, uh, they never nurtured those products. They were, they were so steeped in their way. We'll use social media to sell and market and that's it. Mm -hmm. They didn't even come on the ground to meet people and all that. One more thing across over there, they had great advisors from some other... Uh, magazines and whatnot, who only spoke about pleasure of driving, thrill of driving. We know thrill of driving. It has to go across every sort of segment. The Alto can be a thrill of driving uh, tool if you know where and what yes. to do. But you cannot make cars. The Alto is a great car for the family. Mm. If you only make cars in your viewpoint that it's a great driver's car, then the family suffers. Mm. It will not work in India. Mm -hmm. The I balance think, is important. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I think Ford got really sozzled there. And anyway, which way, they never were attuned. They were really working in a cocoon. And the only surprising thing for me is that they went 25, 26 years doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I think... Uh a lot of people have talked about that that has uh, gives a bad impression of India and the no no of, no but it's not true because no it's not true look at all. what Kia has done Kia has come way after that and look at Kia sales yeah, so absolutely as long as you understand the customer and deliver what the customer wants it's not about this does not, it, it doesn't it's not that alone Shirish you have to listen to people as well they were listening to select people whom they only wanted to listen mm -hmm. what they wanted to think about I don't think that for for General Motors. Two clear-cut examples. Look at Jeep for that matter right mm, now. Mm, what is Jeep? And mm. It's also... The key thing is you have to listen. Mm. Forget about that. Look at Volkswagen. A at least now Volkswagen has that, listened. That is yeah. because it knows that for its survival, yeah. it has to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Ford dropped the towel. Yes. Yeah. That's the difference between the Germans yeah. and the Yang. Uh, so thank God Volkswagen are still around. We'll <laughs> yeah. talk about them. <laughs> yeah. And the final car, the hatchback in our list, the Volkswagen Polo Matte Edition. Um, okay, this was just a paint job, okay? Uh -huh. <laughs> so, the actual the big news of 2021 is the Polo, after I think 12 years, is finally out of production. Yes. 
and the brilliance is that because the car is so good the inherent yes, car yes, and that 1 liter tsi engine i think is the best small turbo engine in the country full stop nothing gets better than that and that in the polo made for such a good car to drive that 12 years later people were still buying it whenever we put a video with the polo we got tons of views because you enthusiasts loved it and a few of you all bought it the thing is that this is also one thing where Volkswagen came as a we are Germans mm. we know everything and this is the best you can have mm. the best was not good enough in the face of Maruti mm. or yes. Hyundai yeah yeah and that is what the consumer wanted and then by that they took a long time to learn that mm. that they had to make a course correction mm. well the Germans have they have got a very very big i think probably the biggest investment in the automotive industry from anywhere from outside india in this century hmm. so they have to otherwise that uh, investment is just going to go fat yeah yeah so the polo no longer there but uh, i love the polo in fact uh, no, a lot of the, lot of people uh, love the polo half the pictures behind are of the polo and that's the <laughs> rally car that uh, we built yes. and developed and learned so much with so okay bye bye polo but we should do a great story with the polo give it a send off that it deserves and honestly it deserves a solid send off so 2022 we'll have a cool video on the polo that's coming up <laughs> so moving on hmm. to compact cars and compact SUVs and here's other where i want to really pick your brains as to where does the tata punch actually fit in is it a compact car is it a hatchback is it an SUV is it a compact SUV what is it uh tatas have uh, what do you call been in the lucky space here that they have a foot in both the camps mm. and it doesn't matter to them whether people uh, look at it as a compact suv or as a compact hatchback or whatever it does the work for them looking uh, with has a profile and a stance like a suv helps massively mm. the sizes maybe of that compact uh hatchback and i think the punch is a pretty good car in yeah, that platform of... which is the same ultra yes, platform yes. is actually very good yes. the punch one of the safest cars that have been made in india five stars in the global ncap rating so also very delightful a, a, a so, lot of lot of delightful features all around the mm. car and finally the indian manufacturers are thinking that yes we need to give as much creature comfort as much bells and whistles whatever is mainstream mm -hmm. which the koreans give mm -hmm. which maruti doesn't mm -hmm. so if you have to what you call find a happy place between maruti and hyundai you do it this way yeah so the punch great ride i think it's no it's superb lot of cities our the left verge is so bad that everybody yeah. is on the right yeah. the punch you can just go on to the left overtake yeah. everything get going only thing is it lacks a bit of punch yeah i'll tell you there also which we spoke about the engine yes. range actually speaking in the punch the application of the 1.2 liter engine is the best hmm. because compared to the altros and the tigor and what not it has the space to have a big air cleaner air box that's what so, they call the ram air induction yeah so again they lucked out <laughs> on that they had yeah. got the space to yeah. what you call fit that yeah. so the more air you squeeze into your cylinders the better the combustion mm. more the combustion mm. and better the power and what not they have got there now i think they need to do something where they enhance it a little bit more proper turbocharging job they have to do yeah. that so they see uh, right now they are also what you call looking at the price points mm. across of the way they yes. reside so i think 5 and 1/2 lakhs for the base version 
and it goes right up to about 9 lakhs yes. for the top of the line thing five halves to 9 lakhs 3 and a half lakh rupees is a big white spread mm. they need to what you call narrow that they narrow that not by what you call enhancing the base price mm. to 6 and a half mm. but trying to give more within that band and stay there across over there and at the top band the mm. 9 lakh band that you're talking about that's where it is competing with the turbo petrol in True. the magnite and the kiger and there those cars are, the those cars are very good it can't it can't no. touch it no those cars are very good and uh, honestly the kiger yes renault has been uh, doing a really manful job of holding the european front up uh, in this sort of a segment but the nissan magnite has been one of my favorites this year and in this class i think the magnite i have to hand it to them for what they have done the magnite suffers only from one aspect the consumer doesn't know whether nissan will keep on playing on mm. indian turf mm-hmm. and for nissan per se nissan is a great brand wonderful brand a single model cannot do the business for them of course and yeah. they what has also happened is uh till just before the magnite was launched there was word that the guys in japan were wanting to pull the plug on mm. nissan in india mm. and then the magnite mm. came in because it already engineered and it became a success now there is a little bit of turmoil in the japanese minds there so they do i think they need to show faith for mm. india india is a big market you can't have you nissan blundered from day one with their distribution there was nothing wrong with their cars and then they got mired in everything excepting making good mm. cars and selling good cars i think the magnite has shown again one more thing i'm not flying the flag for one gentleman who's gone there and turned that thing oh, but, but let's let's but, say rakesh rivas yeah yeah that that's right? exactly so, what that's what i mean you, you need to have people who know the market yeah. like the back of their hand yeah yeah so for rakesh to have done what he has done with the same sort of direction he has already always bought mm. i think that is where it shows and i think you need to what you call empower the people on the ground massively mm. of course they are professional so they will be held accountable as well but if you do not give them the leeway and you do not empower them to rakesh i tra- rakesh and his team those 7 8 key executives have done they have done a phenomenal job mm. and the magnite See, a good car requires really great backing. Hmm. A bad car can be treated yeah. any which way. Yeah. It's a very clear-cut thing. What Ford could not do with the EcoSport, Rakesh hmm. has done with the Magnite. Yeah, yeah. Good space. It's light, yet it crashes well. Yeah. Four stars in the ASEAN NCAP crash yes, test ratings. Yes, yes. We all thought it's light, so okay, it's going to be a problem. True. But crash test, crash safety. Maybe, maybe, there. maybe Maruti needs to what you call have a delegation go to Nissan <laughs> to understand how it's done. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, a good turbo petrol engine, yes. a good CVT gearbox, wireless Apple CarPlay. I think that is a really cool thing the to have. The key thing, car. key thing that right from day one they were been always harping on the CVT, and the CVT yes. works. exceedingly well in yeah, this car yeah. i think in this segment of cars my vote goes unequivocally to yeah. the nissan magnite so we did get a lot of questions between hmm. the kiger and the magnite and the only reply that i could actually give was if you like the looks of the kiger yeah. or if there's a like, renault dealer close correct. to you you buy the renault yeah, if you like the looks of the magnite or absolutely. if there's a dealer close to yeah. you buy yeah, the magnite because otherwise in terms yeah, of the way they're sisters under together, the skin yeah. yes they're sisters under the skin so It, you can't go wrong with either true very true So shall we move on? Yes. We also have the Ford EcoSport SE. 
which uh, which was the basically it was a trim change where they removed the tailgate the spare on the tailgate and put it under the floor pad so actually no 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 they did not they removed the spare, the spare and, put and it, they put, put a, the, no they put a the tire pressure kit <laughs> so that was the big this change is, this is this, is, this is yeah. exactly what dis distinguishes ford's viewpoint yeah. of their whether they survived or didn't survive here in the country they had to look at it from a different yeah. manner so you can't say that uh, no india ease of business is not good so that's why we no 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 when you just that's only, an, ex that's only an excuse yeah, that's only an excuse for your shortcoming yeah, when you remove spare and yeah. call it a new car yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you expect there's also the yeah. thank god they only kept the spare and removed the four wheels that's what has happened right now <laughs> and the thing is that yeah. they were testing a proper facelift yes. of the eco sport we carried pictures of it on our social media and that was i think a month not away from that. launch no, and there there's a there was another smaller suv which has been designed mm. i've seen rushes of that you know that was smashing i have not seen anything to that effect from anyone right now mm. but that is the car and they pulled the plug on that what about the xcv 700 ford I, was going to make i a, know that i saw that also i i saw that also but the compact suv yeah. which they had in the works yeah in fact that design is now becoming mainstream as a what do you call it, template for ford in europe in asean in everything that's what i've heard from people oh, really that that's how good the design is what a shame what a shame yeah and then we also have the amt version of the xuv 300 mm. uh, my opinion on the amt gearboxes what hyundai does with the imt where which is a clutchless mm -hmm. manual where the clutch is operated automatically yeah. and you shift the gears yeah. that is the best that is the best solution i think the days of amt are over and everybody should just bite the bullet and say okay we are going to copy and just copy and just go with it and do what hyundai and kia are doing with the imt amt gearboxes you know when you used to dsg gearboxes dcd gearboxes yeah, but even cvts but is is, you know how oh, yeah God. but the thing is that we reside in a little rarefied plane over there the bulk of the the market still which is cost conscious and all that so but adil we have to educate them not we will keep on doing that is the manufacturers who let us down yeah and an imt is cheaper than an amt right yeah. it costs less to engineer just go with it it's okay you copy this copy it but everybody is copying so forget it yeah just no, but copy that it. is open source here yeah, just, just <laughs> no go question on that front you know yeah so uh, but anyway Uh, going by AMT standards, the mm. XUV 300 is actually not too bad. Mm. It's actually pretty okay, and the 300 itself is actually very good. It's a good car. It's solid platform, good engine, good ride, good handling, good space. I'm surprised that you don't see too many of it on the road. If he's styling, yeah, trust okay. me, across mm. over there, it is. It's a big put off over there. Mm. Great mm. car, which no one wants to get in and uh, what mm. you call experience. Mm. Mm. If your first look says okay turn away let's go to something it's not so bad no 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 <laughs> what i'm saying i'm just this this is the uh, thing otherwise the proportions are good yes, everything is yes, yes. it is it is an ideal car for our roads you know mm. for our city traffic for, it's very well engineered it's everything it is just a simple thing like how toyota messed up with the etios liver mm, mm. Okay, these guys have not messed up that bad, yeah. but they have not endeared themselves to the masses. Mm -hmm. That is where I think you need to what you call uh, look at. I guess they've heard us say this in the past, and now with the seven double O, complete change. Huh? Complete change. Desirable to look at. Desirable to sit in. Is that everything? Desirable to drive everything. There also, I I have said I've been very vocal. Great car. Mm. 
I have looked at the car from the rear three fourth and got inside the car. And because it's so good, I experienced it. I said, okay, I'm okay with the front end look. <laughs> they need to do more. They mm. need to make the car beautiful from all sides. Mm. The key, and they are on the way. It's the it's a question like Mahindra's is turning the page on their legacy. The legacy was Jeep oriented CJ3B from the fifties, mm. mm. and they spawned everything using that template. Okay, so till. The XUV uh, uh, 500 was really the one big mm -hmm. turning point, more than the Scorpio. Scorpio was still uh, CJ3B oriented in that sort of. So they tasted blood with that. Very good. I've always seen Mahindras when they have a big success story, then they come out with a couple of dismal stories, mm -hmm. the Quanto mm -hmm. and the KUV 100. Mm -hmm. They didn't need those two cars. Yeah. They didn't need those two cars. Now I think. There is also a big thing for them in terms of having contemporary design coming through. It's people who make that thing. So I'm not saying that the earlier design team or whatever, but they were only operating with their strengths from the past. Mm. You have to now take a step forward. I also think compared to Mahindra having the edge over Tata Motors as a first mover advantage with electrics, they didn't do enough electrics. Yes. Okay. They bought yeah, Reva. Yeah. They so, had so, they, so much that they could they have had, done. They had, so Tata Motors took the leap forward. Yeah. And I think that when you are conceiving cars going forward, you will be conceiving cars for both EV application as well as for the IC uh, propulsion. So I think you will now see definitely more contemporary looking Mahindras coming through. Mm. And I think I can just not wait for it. Yeah. Uh, talking about the styling, hmm. we have to talk about the Bolero Neo. Hmm. Now, one of the reasons why you don't see too many of those old Boleros, Neos on the road was, I think, because of the styling. Uh, it was earlier called the TUV 300. Hmm. Uh, it's now called the Bolero Neo, but the TUV 300 didn't look appealing enough. Whereas, in terms of the engineering, actually, it was good because the proper ladder frame chassis it gave it a robustness that no other again, compact again, SUV can close to. There, there, I feel that they again uh, missed out. That was a mismatch of trying to be modern yet trying to embrace the CJ3B hmm. philosophy. And plus that front-end look. I'm telling you, you cannot milk that front-end look perennially mm. across. So you mm. have to make a shift. The key thing is that even right now, I think, what they have done, they have they knew they needed a bull. And Bolero is a big seller in the hinterland. Mm. Uh, v City Slickers should not, what you call, rubbish it because... It keeps on giving volumes, of course, which has uh, defied yeah. defied yeah. every manufacturer, yeah. and it has all kept on surprising. Yeah. Is there bread, butter, and yeah. jam? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, in that sort of sense, you have to what you call give it to them. One more thing, as I don't see with Mahindra doing that thing, they are also caught in a conundrum. The external styling was done within Mahindra in India, and the interiors are pin and farina. Pin and farina, yeah. And <laughs> that mismatch, yeah. or at least. Uh, highlighting mm. Pininfarina and the interiors of mm. that car are mm. top-notch. Mm. You mm. can't... Uh, mm. As I see it, I feel the next generation car which is going to come this year should be a Pininfarina inside out. <laughs> and that is how I think... So, uh, Pratap Bose, uh, we want a Pininfarina inside out. That's the messaging.
Pratap really knows what he is doing. And I feel that, yes, I am not even getting to Pininfarin or whatever. I am only going by his past record. Let's not forget, it's not just Pratap alone. And Ajay Saran Sharma who maintained the complete project lines for the design departments for Tata Motors all over. He is also in Mahindra's new kitty of designers. So, that the two of them... Uh, Ajay runs the design studios and the project engineering, the project thing for design. He did that for Tata Motors, he is doing that for Mahindra's now. So, and this is a big, big thing. So, everyone looks at Pratap Bose. Mm. But what is the team? You can't yes, do a team. Yeah, a absolutely. Team. So, these guys are really good. And it's always good when you have got two guys who know each other, who have been working together last 15-20 years, mm. when they do that. So, I think... In that sort of sense. And they have a lot on the plate because with the Bon Electric, their whole new EV only yes. platform, that is also going to be a big uh, thing. Uh, let's not forget one more thing. They also have motorcycles. They have uh, got Peugeot uh, scooters. Uh, so, and Pratap cut his teeth on Vespa. When okay. he started. So, there is quite a lot. So, maybe Pratap really can, what you call, try and give us a better mojo. We'll come to that that. (laughs) And the final segment that we're going to talk about on Mm. this podcast are sedans Mm. Now we're not talking about the premium sedans We're talking about the more affordable range of sedans We start with a car that none of us have driven And that's the Tata Tigor EV It's a shocker, isn't it? It's a shocker So uh, (laughs) I don't know what to say I I think uh, it's a great move I thought it should have been priced at 10 lakhs so, that would have been yes, like a yes, really good yes. sweet spot, made EVs more affordable. But, uh, you know, right now, the Nexon EV is on a six-month waiting period. True. That's phenomenal, considering the demand. So, I guess they have enough demand, so they don't mm-hmm. have to price it too aggressively. They are yes. selling whatever they can make, so they can price it whatever they feel like. But, we haven't driven the Tigor EV, so if anybody's watching this at the Tata Motors PR department, please kindly send us an EV. We've got a charger also, so you don't have to worry about <laughs> charging. So... Let's move on to the Skoda Octavia. Uh, great car, but I think the pricing was too ambitious. I think Skoda suffers from what do you call ambitions of grandioseness, you know. <laughs> they need to temper their ambitions. Mm. They, there is a lot of great work there, but they need to be more rooted to the ground. Skoda is not Audi. Mm. I think sometimes it takes that uh, dream too far across mm, over there. Mm. It leapfrogs over uh, Volkswagen and mm. thinks it's Audi. Mm. It cannot work like yeah. that. Uh, should we go on a rant about the customs duties? Because that's also a huge part why the Octavia is priced where it is, right? But what I'm saying is, what has Skoda been doing on this for a long time? Mm. About indigenizing. Mm. Yes, volumes will for this sort of a car will always be low. But again, like I said, a lot of it is shared between two, three brands. Can we not look at that in that vein, you know? True. And the Octavia was going to be this last bastion for saving the car in the face of the assault of the SUVs. In fact, we did the story of the Octavia versus the Tucson, which we think is the nicest SUV in that category. And we did that story before the prices were out. Then when the prices were out, we were holding our heads wondering, okay, now what are we You know, it's, uh, it's just that the pricing is, is a bit too ambitious. Do ambitions, what I'm saying is they are not giving themselves a mm, chance. Yeah. You got to what you call think across. And uh, honestly, to me, I see, and this runs across companies, the marketing guys in all the companies think that they can sell anything. Hmm. 
and they are cocksure about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where very uh, solidly they'll back their views. But at the end of the year, when you do the uh, take look at the balance sheet and say, oh, we didn't do well. Mm-hmm. So, but this is something which you can see right at the beginning, you know. And uh, trust me, across over there, even for cars where uh, SUVs and whatnot, we're talking about 15 lakh plus and whatnot. There is still a threshold there. You just can't go way above. Otherwise, that sort of segment also will be doomed and killed by. So maybe this is a good thing because now they're going to launch the Slavia. The Hmm. Slavia is coming in March. Hmm. And lessons learned from the Octavia, of course, is a different segment. Hmm. We'll go into the Slavia, especially in terms of pricing. Hmm. Now, the Slavia, again, is another one of those last holdouts against the wrath or assault of SUVs. And if they price it right, we've seen how it looks. I think it looks very nice. We've sat inside it. It's got a lot of space, great powertrains, no diesel, but great petrol powertrains. So it has all the ingredients. The only one thing that we don't know is pricing. And that will be crucial. I think uh, Skoda needs to really relook every aspect of the price value chain, you know. Mm. Uh, Also, having seen the Kushak, Great car, but it's been dogged by a lot of troubles and quality yeah. aspects. And you cannot now then try to push money over there to eradicate quality. You had to have built with, with quality. Mm. So if you're trying to, what you call, not get your quality standards, then you're going to bump up the price to get that mm. thing. I think mm. then there is something which is very wrong in their planning department. And I think it's so unfortunate because that whole Skoda effort was to on service, 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 service. And then that... One little problem, but it just blew up. It absolutely blew yeah, up. Yeah, but and again, like I said, unfortunately, you, you have to envisage everything. Mm. You have to question every decision of yours yourself. Mm. Don't let the customer question mm. you. Mm. The customer loses, but you lose much more. Yeah, yeah. So that's on the Slavia. It's coming in March. Mm. We will be driving it in February. We've already driven pre-production prototypes. The stories are mm. up, so you can go have a look. I think it has all the ingredients, except pricing, which we don't know. Uh, we also had the Skoda Rapid Matte Edition last year and now the Rapid is no longer on sale because it's made way for the Slavia. Rapid, again, an aging product but a brilliant 1-litre TSI engine which just made it so much fun to drive. Again, like this, this is a uh, whole bugbear of the Volkswagen group. They suffered from that Ford syndrome. We know what's good for you. Mm. And they had those insipid engines earlier. Yeah. If the 1 litre TSI had come earlier and they could have what you call rammed that thing through. And in then the made it in India. Yeah, yeah. And priced so it what I'm it. saying is that it's an opportunity missed. Yes. It was there right in front of their eyes and they were seeing through it. Yeah. That is where I think sometimes uh, being too cleverer by half mm. and saying, oh, we Europeans know best. Mm. It doesn't work across. In fact, Adil, maybe we should do a podcast once mm. on what would have been if Volkswagen and Suzuki had actually come together. Because we know mm. for a fact that in India, They would have killed each other. <laughs> <laughs> they, would have, they would have fought and killed each other. But, but maybe we should do a podcast yes. because in India... I'm game for that. Begun. Yeah. And uh, they were Volkswagen was evaluating the Wagoner and the A-Star to put up Volkswagen badges on it. I don't know how that would have panned out, but that was actually... You must understand, understand one thing. In Europe, the Wagoner was already sold as an Opel mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. and years. Mm-hmm. As an Opel as well as a Vauxhall. So the Wagoner made in uh, Suzuki, uh, Hungary, was also badge engineered as a 
Opel as well as a Volkswagen, mm. as a Vauxhall. Mm. So maybe yes, Volkswagen knew that that is the platform to use. Yeah, but that never happened. But that never happened. So, and talking about Volkswagen and Skoda, the main juice of what we should talk about is the Tiger and the Kushak. And we're going to be doing that next, next week, week on the second part of this podcast where we talk about SUVs. So before we wrap up this podcast, the last one that we have here on the list is the Honda Amaze facelift. It's amazing that Honda has done all this thing. I think it's uh, okay. First of all, I think it's a shame that Honda have powered Max Verstappen into the Formula One World Championship, and there's not going to be any Honda next year in the Formula One World Championship. Uh, I, I still feel <laughs> even I even if they bring a Honda Formula One engine and put it in the <laughs> Amaze year, it's not going to do the work. <laughs> they need to get back to the core of delighting people at the ground level. Mm, mm. That was Honda's strength. Mm. It ha- it was always there. They gave us so much joy. And we reveled in that joy. So when the joy started being, what do you call, restricted, mm. restricted, restricted. Finally, it was a kill joy for yeah, us. Yeah. So maybe I think, and Honda price itself out of the business as well. Every so, segment it was in, it was premium. Premium in its approach in the mind. Yeah. Uh, to be fair to the Amaze, huh? I think in that segment, it is the nicest. It is a very nice car. But a, that segment is, I think... I don't know who's buying cars apart from the you know, fleet operators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was the desire segment. But right now, if you see all the XNs, XNs are all fleet cars. True. So that segment, SUV, the compact SUV has killed off that segment. True. So that, I think, is the biggest drawback for the Amaze. Not it's not the car itself. And especially the diesel, the Amaze, it goes on forever. You tank it up true, today true, and you probably true. retank it in yeah. 2023. Yeah. So it just goes on forever. But it's just that segment. But I think that how you read segments mm. and you read trends and you have your projections going forward. What was the Honda think tank doing? Mm. You're right. Did they pass it on to some consultants and forgot to pay them so those guys didn't yeah. give them their uh, results? I think that's where I think a company cannot, what you call, lose it all. And Honda has lost it over there, you know. Unfortunately. unfortunate, Really unfortunate. unfortunate. Actually, it's me, it pains me when I yeah. say all this thing. But it's uh, really it's because... We loved Honda for what it was. Yeah. It still is there, you know. You remember the very first road test of the Honda that we used to do in Overdrive? Always had the line, yeah. maker of the world's best engines. Yeah. And Absolutely. it was a fact. It, it was, was a fact. fact. And right now also it is a fact. Yes, because yes, yes, yes. Max Verstappen's engine yes. is a yes. Honda. But yeah, this is uh, where we are. And on that note, we have to wrap up yes. this uh, edition of the podcast. The Evo India Think Tank will be back <laughs> next week, <laughs> next week. Um, with uh, SUVs. And of course, we're going to talk about the XUV700. What else? We're going to talk about the Alcazar. We're going to talk about the Aster, the you know, C- Kia Seltos X-Line. Maybe we won't talk about <laughs> that so much. <laughs> yeah, but the Safari Gold yes, Edition, yes. Adventure Persona Edition, the Dark Harrier, the Nexon EV Dark, the Tigon, the Kushak. So, lots to talk about in next week's podcast. Uh, Adil, thank you for being on the podcast with us. If you enjoy this podcast, please drop us a comment. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what we should be doing the next time around, what we should be focusing on and whether we should be back doing this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and please give us a thumbs up and also share this with like-minded enthusiasts. Yeah. Also, I would say, let's not just the enthusiasts speak to us. Some of the manufacturers also can put in their opinions about what we had to say, we are the enthusiasts and the users' opinion which we expound here. So please, the Evo India think tank will continue to be in session. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you guys for watching and hope you have a great 2022. Stay safe, guys.